0: Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Elite Week, episode 56. What's after Odyssey? Galactic Water Cooler, Friday, January the 8th, 2021. With me, as always, is my main man, my number one, my my XO on the show, the Canadian. Roy, say hi. I just did. I know. <laughs> and Tweaks, say hello as well. Hi, everybody. Hope we're doing good tonight. <laughs> All right. We see we got a new editor, so now he has something to edit. We also have with us the lovely, the talented WK Jazz. Say what up.
2: Evening. How's it going? Oh, sorry, I was a bit distracted keeping my eyes over my shoulder for tweak. So, you know,
1: Right. Eyes peeled. What up? Wow. Don't drop the soap, bro. And we also have Boss Lady B keeping it classy I'm, as always.
3: I'm just waiting to figure out what my, uh, my, my title is. I need a job title. But uh, hello your,
1: everyone. Your job title is you are um All right. So we're not, go to go with, we're not gonna go with we're not gonna go with Ohura because that's like a little too dated to make you the communication. And also, too, they did a, such a great send up of that in uh Galaxy Quest where it's just like the girl's job is just to be cute and to fucking re-say the words. We gotta give you a, a cool time. I think you are our trade uh uh-huh. let's see, our hmm. trade secretary our uh, you are the uh, accountant. You know what? Starship needs oh, a fucking accountant. <laughs> you are the accountant of the of the starship because you're the trade person. You're the finance Friday girl person oh, good woman. Point.
3: Okay, okay. I guess I asked for it. You're I'm
1: in charge right. of the money. You are the CFO. How about that? Okay. There we go. I like that. That's I'll better.
3: take the CFO. Yeah, you are no, the
1: CFO of our starship. <laughs> Without Maybe, you what's yeah, going more is after that. Without you, we'd all be given blowjobs for cab Bear. We'd be screwed. So you're necessary.
4: All right. Wait, wait, we're not doing that anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Gone so down as
1: let's go. So. We gotta we gotta get going because we got a lot of stuff this week. All right, we're gonna fly through the stuff because we're gonna focus on the discussion. So, right off the bat, I'm gonna give a big salute to Commander Vex at Commander Vex for the uh, cover art for the show. Silver Liner. You can We've got a link to it in the show notes. All of the links are in the show notes. They're in the show notes for the YouTube. They will not be in the show notes for the podcast because we don't have enough room for that. So all of you people listening on the podcast, go to the YouTube because that is in there and then pull up all of the notes with timestamps. They'll all be in there tomorrow. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with our opening song was Imagine by Scary Pockets featuring India Carney. She's got such a beautiful voice and I'm just going to leave it to your imagination. Wink why I picked that song this week. Yeah. Fuck politics. Our closing song is going to be Verde Masaya. And I'm going to say this right off the bat for people who are like, uh, when you get to it, if you have like a high school, uh, reading level in, in Spanish and you get to the word koala, that I know to you is going to seem like that she's asking, why is she asking for another big turtle? It's Mexican slang for a 40. She's saying she wants some beer. This chick wants to get down. So just go with it. I want to say congrats to Dr. Shive for smashing the world record at Beagle Point. This week, we've got news on the dark wheel is back from the holidays and about to tear shit up. There were multiple articles that came out with Odyssey Dev Talk and an in-depth discussion on what we want to and, and hope for after Odyssey. All this and more so Stay tuned.
5: If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash eliteweek and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash eliteweek. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash eliteweek.
4: For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com.
5: Our very active and growing elite week discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash elite week discord where you can check out or contribute to community feedback resources on turning the wheel and real-time updates about elite from a variety of content creators in addition to the discord community feedback channel feel free to write in our youtube comments Anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space
4: news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC. So come and join in on the fun.
5: If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you
1: want us to look into.
4: We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the
1: show. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Let's get to it. We're going to start off right off the bat with the Dark Wheel update.
3: It's the Dark Wheel
1: update. All right. So what's going on with the Dark Wheel? Well... We had a little bit of a Christmas holiday, whatever, Kwanzaa fucking Diwali break. And now we're done with that. We're back. We are set up and we're going to take back to back big moves. So we should go pending expansion probably Monday, maybe Tuesday at the latest for our expansion into the Seoul test site. And from there, we will consolidate things at the test site and push to officially test Seoul. And we will then make our move into the um, test site for LFT 509. So we are pushing that hard and um, hope to make some news in the next month. I really want to say last week's show, I kind of didn't want to focus. It seemed a little self-serving to focus on the dark wheel project. We're talking about highlights of the year or whatever, but I just have to give a huge shout out to, all of the people that have been working so hard with, you know, the project for the entire time that it's been people that are in the planning committee, people in the Black Sky Legion, people in the, in the Rabbit Hamster Squad, people in the, uh, uh, you know, Discord doing general orders, people in the following on the forums. There's like, I don't know, 15 or 20. There's a ton of Discords that follow us. They're subscribed to our standing orders channels and they're doing stuff. And I just want to give a huge salute to all of you. So I'm going to say right now, everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. It's time to go ahead and push this. So go ahead, get your asses to LHS 397 and kill it. Just do work for the dark wheel. Other people have very specific instructions that, you know, we can't publicly state yet. But everyone that's hearing the sound of my voice... You're going to see in the general orders tomorrow and and going forward, do work for the Dark Wheel and LHS three nine seven. We are about to set this shit off, and with our next two moves, you know we're going to be testing two of the three big tests for this project as a whole. And I just I cannot thank you enough and and tell you how proud I am of all of you guys for all of the work that you guys have done on this project. I love you guys, and this shit is legit. So. That's that. Next up, we've got a new world record was set for the bubble to Beagle Point, Four hours and 18 minutes and 53 seconds. So congrats to Dr. Chive. So here's the deal. Dr. Chive had the record for the fastest run to Beagle Point. And then last week, it was beaten by someone who like shaved four minutes off of his time. And Dr. Chive said, uh, all right, hold my beer and then knocked an hour and a half Off of the five hours and some odd whatever that it was. And and it's down to four hours and 18 minutes. So I will be super, super interested to see if anybody beats that. And if you do, don't be surprised at all when four or five days later, Dr. Hive beats that again. Chive, Dr. Chive. All right. Next up, we've got a video by Matthias, friend of the show. A dangerous theory. The coal encounter. This is like a 21 minute video. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to tell you it is in the show notes. You need to go watch it. Uh, the show notes will be up, like I said, tomorrow, uh, along with or later tonight. Uh, and tomorrow it'll have timestamps and everything on there. You need to go check out this video because it does number one, an excellent job of summing up all of the stuff that happened in the Halloween event that happened. Frontier put on that was really really awesome as well as previous things that were known about the Thargoids up to that point. It extrapolates out with some interesting theories and uh, it, those of you who are like man I want the story to be alive. I want the universe to be alive. Give me more of that. You need to subscribe to Matthias's channel. His shit is legit. Um, I know that you listen to the show brother if you're out there get in contact with me let's let's uh let's debut your your shit on on uh on the show and like make a big deal to promote it because your stuff is just fucking incredible after that we've got primetime casual he put on elite dangerous walkabout part two satan's kingdom this is another video you got to go see it this one is for a different reason matthias's video is you got to go see it so you kind of your brain can percolate on the storyline and the things that are going on in the world Primetime casuals videos are very different. It's, you gotta go see it so that you can go visit these fucking places because they are incredible. Go and check it out. He visits multiple sites. He goes from some like crazy stars to, to an interesting installation to the devil's playground, which is a, or kingdom, Satan's kingdom, which is like this super interesting system that you should go check out. See it for yourself. Seeing is believing. Watch the video first and then go to the places in the video and have some fun in the game exploration at its best next up for those of you who are fans of the roy stories congratulations it's back this week and we're giving you a double because i felt bad because we've skipped it for a couple weeks but you get a double roy stories but Those people that are just like, man, I like interesting, quirky stories. I like a story that somebody, you know, a commander makes up and is like, hey, this is a a slice of life in the verse. Well, guess what? There's this super sexy chick, the lady in red. I don't know who she is, but if anybody knows, give me her number because I got to talk to this chick. She's been doing an awesome set of uh stories that have been going on for some time and I've been following it and we're up to episode 9 now and so don't start with the one that I have linked use that to get to the channel but then just stop it immediately go to the main start at episode 1 and just like the the stories that Roy has been acting out there's another set of stories that you've got 9 installations waiting for you it's like fucking Amazon Prime where you can just binge or Netflix where you can binge a whole season at once go enjoy that shit so it's linked in the show notes. And also, when we're talking about story, we've got Drew Wegar with Retribution. He's creating a living, unofficial narrative within the game over a period of several weeks. Here's the blurb on it. When Sasha Bianchi's family was killed in an apparently meaningless attack, she is the lone survivor. She must, with the help of elite dangerous players, find out who is responsible and bring them to justice. A live, in-game, Elite Dangerous story broadcast live on Twitch and afterwards on YouTube. Join on the PC in-game. Send a friend request to Drew Wagar and join the Drew Wagar private group. Season 1 begins at 8 p.m. on Thursday, January 14th. Next Thursday. So... The background of this, the story, how this is going to work is you can join his private group and he's going to give you sort of story notes on like, hey, no PvP at this point, this point, this point, PvP at this point. And he's like pulling the strings as the puppet master to start players sort of in a story. But then he's going to sort of, I guess, write a story or create it, film it, tell the narrative as it happens. So you as a player ...in that universe within certain limited things. Like I said, there's rules and he has a whole rule section of like, hey, do this, don't do that. Like, There's only certain times when you can PvP in there because he doesn't want it to get sidetracked. He wants the narrative to play out dynamically in a certain way. But when you get to those points where you can PvP, it will be clearly, you'll be told like, okay, now you're at a battle scene, go act it out. You can be a player in this sort of live action unfolding play that he's going to use to craft a story i just think that's weird and cool and awesome and if you you know those people that are like man i want to get in further here's an opportunity go get into that shit you know what i mean um real quick i just want to get people's hop in on you know everything thus far uh roy i'm gonna just go down the list roy you got any comments on any of this so far
5: I'm really excited about the Drew Wagar thing.
4: I wasn't in the game for some of his previous stuff, so I'm really, really excited to see that. Tweet. Yep, same thing. If I had a PC account, I would certainly be all in on the Drew Wagar stuff. So that, that kind of live story. I also missed the, the, uh, the, the, the Drew Wagar in-game content from a couple of years ago, and this is totally cool. I would love to be able to see that.
1: Boss Lady, I heard a rumor that you knew know the, the lady in red. Can you give me her number?
3: way to to sideswipe i was like what what why is that on there yes that's uh i have to get back to writing the new season but i'm excited about the beagle point record that's what i'm really excited about that is amazing
1: that shit is legit he set that up he was trolling when he had the old record out there and i guarantee you he's trolling on this record break it Mm -hmm. i dare you he will come in under that jez
2: I think a lot of what you've mentioned already is, is what Elite Dangerous Community does best. Being the Elite Dangerous Community, so much player-driven stories and activities going on. We don't need just CGs to keep us entertained in the Elite Dangerous. So this is looking real good.
1: Mm, absolutely. All right, next up, we've got... For news beyond the game, it's Frontier News. Frontier News. Let's start right off the bat. Newsletter, 104. Store Alert, 104. Anaconda Predator Paint Job. If you're interested, go get into that. Streams, there were two of them. Super Cruise News on number 17 on Tuesday. Art and Zach, it was light on news and had some CQC play. On Thursday, Let's Play CG, Art and Bruce. There were a couple of pieces of news that came out in this. Um, Art said he'll post an extended dev answers to the AMA questions on Friday, today. It didn't come out. Look for it on Monday. Uh, they get, they get sort of crazy busy at the end of the week. Look for it on Monday. Maybe Tuesday at the latest, but so look for that. Links to both of those full streams are in the show notes. You can go check them out if you are so interested. Um, next up, we've got Galnet news articles. There's a couple articles that have come out. First off, January 1st, Utopia invites superpowers to a galactic summit. So Pranavantal, the uh, space tech hippie, has said, Hey, guys, uh, aliens are attacking on both sides and there are terrorists blowing up stations and assassinating people all over the place. So how about we get all of the leaders in the fucking bubble together for a group hug? What could possibly go wrong? So he sent out invitations to Edmund Mahan from the Alliance, uh, who there's a lot of bugs that currently want dead, uh, to... Uh, Rissa Lavinia Duvall of the uh, uh, Empire, who ostensibly, although I don't believe it, the uh, Neo-Marlinists want dead. And Zach Hudson, who everybody wants dead, or at least out of office. Am I right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's see. On January 4th, we had uh, Countdown to Alliance Election Begins. This is an interesting story because there's this new chick. I forget her name, something. She's got like a Japanese sounding name or whatever. She is like, she is straight up saying to Edmund Mahan, yo, bro, you're being a dick and pushing these thargoids. You're causing problems and you're putting too much of our eggs in this one basket and we're having rough times and yada, yada, yada. And so there's an election coming up and where Edmund Mahan looked completely unassailable six months ago there's a chink in the armor and you know who knows maybe he could be on his way out and 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 that 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 leads to interesting questions of you know um there's potential for a new power play character you know we have 12 now there's 16 slots there's room for more you know we should be getting some new power play characters with regard when 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 odyssey drops and 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 you know, would some of those sort of, instead of providing ship modules like the current power play guys do, what if uh, the, uh, the new ones, what if we get some new people, some men and women in there that they give suit modules or variants or gun modules or variants or SRV modules or variants? These are potentially very, very interesting. January 5th, core dynamics purchase Lacon spaceways. This purchase says that it has a couple things on there. Number one, so first off, just to give you a background of the story real briefly, there are people that are pulling shenanigans here. Jordan Rochester has used some influence to get people on the board and had those people do some sneaky shit to force other people out of the board. This is all corporate bullshit maneuvering to sort of force a sale against the old guard, Lake Han's will. And It's subject to regulatory oversight, and that is supposed to take like two months to figure out. There's some questions here. Number one, out of game, you know, this two-month timeline very much coincides with what we're kind of potentially thinking. You know, it's a date in Q1 of 2021, and potentially this could, you know, be leading to a new ship, could be time to sort of coincide with... The launch of Odyssey, it could be timed to some key factors that are setting up in prep for Odyssey. Then there's also the question of, like, what does this mean? Now, they already posted, Frontier already was asked the question of, like, will the Lakon ships be going away? And they said, clearly, on the AMA, they said, no, we have no interest in the ships going away at this time. Um, but could this lead to new variants? Could this lead to new new things? We talked about it last week already, and we said, like, number one... SRV variants and ship variants are, are are the big things, but what about fleet carrier variants? What if there's new smaller? You know, what if the new Core-Dynacon, Core Dynacon, Core Core Lacon, Core, you know, it would be Core Dynamics would be get their first title because they're the ones that are taking over Lacon. So whatever. What if Core Lacon um, put out some smaller fleet carriers that? have better jump range that have less landing pads that have less storage that have way less upkeep or no upkeep or what if what if we end up with not so much a fleet carry variant but a a new class of vessels the huge class we have small ships medium ships and large ships well just like we have small medium and large modules we also have huge modules in the elite dangerous extended sort of whatever lore, there are huge vessels, not just the Panther Clipper, but including the Panther Clipper and including other ones. What if they include, what if they introduce a new class of huge vessels that are smaller than capital ships, but bigger than our current large vessels? And, you know, these vessels can only land at planetary ports on new special, you know, extended pads, like each planetary. Planetary port gets one or two mega pads that they land on and they can do extra trading or have extra capabilities. And there were a viable alternative for people who don't want a fleet carrier, who don't want upkeep, but want sort of a middle ground of like, well, I want it to store a bunch of stuff, but not as much stuff. Who knows? What if? Maybe? Question mark. Um, Jez, you have something on this.
2: Yeah, about LACON, it would be remiss of me not to remind people to adopt an ASP scale today, save LACON. That's been my position for the last two months, make it happen. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. And even though the sale was approved, it's still, there's antitrust regulations or whatever. So it it could very much be that this is tied to something that they're still going to say no. What if this leads to, I've been saying for over a year, We need to have an alliance rep grind, just like we have the Federation and the Empire (laughs) rep grinds, and that alliance rep grind should be tied to a large exploration special vessel. Now, what I'm talking about is the same way that the Corvette is the king of combat, and the same way that the Cutter is the king of trade and mining— we need to have a king of exploration. Now, if you go back in the lore, the Alliance had a special exploration prototype ship that had special jump range. It jumped farther. It did better. It did was like special super duper and Mick Turner took it out when he went out hunting, searching to try to make contact with the Thargoids. What if this leads to finding out that, you know, core dynamics gets their hands on prototype readouts of that special thing from Lacon and now there is a new Lacon uh exploration you know vessel that it jumps what if it jumps max jump range you know 105 110 light years and it has absolute dog shit uh hard points and absolute dog shit storage or whatever because it's its internals are all dog shit for trade and dog shit for combat, so that it doesn't in any way mess with the balance of pirate power of those two grinds. But it has amazing internals for exploration. And it has an SRV or sorry, an SLF bay that launches out a shuttle that is a twice the size of a normal SLF. It has no weapons at all, but it can store maybe 15 tons of cargo and an SRV in it. And now... You don't have to worry about trying to land your big, huge fuck off ship on a planet that it could explode or whatever. And it's hard to find a landing spot because you just send out the shuttle and the shuttle has no weapons, but it has the ability to go into super cruise. It doesn't it can't hyper jump, but it can super cruise and it can glide into a planet surface and it can land safely and deploy an SRV and mine some stuff or pick up some materials, maybe 20 tons, you know, maximum. Wouldn't that be cool? Like. This is some cool shit. Roy, get in on this. I was just pointing out uh,
5: that uh, there's another article that just came out moments ago. So Hot it. off the presses. Yeah, we'll get to that. There's another one in between what you're talking about still, though.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so we also have, uh, let's see here. The next article is um, January 7th. The Thargoids wreak havoc on in the nebulas. AX fighters are in full assault mode. You know, the AXI, the hand, the hive, they are all on full alert and doing their shit. The disaster relief group has been working like crazy around the clock to rescue people from the stations and... Operation Ida couldn't do anything really for the first week because you had to wait until, you know, the tick so that it kicked over into now the stations can be repaired. They're out of their active assault phase and into their repair phase, but that ticked over and they immediately engaged and and hopped in on it. So the entire AX rescue repair spectrum of gameplay is in full effect and people are out there getting it done. So if you want to go out there and grind rep, Rescue people. If you want to help out with the, the, you know, trucking to save the stations, get a hold of Operation Ida. If you want to, you know, uh, get, join the fight, sign up with the hand, sign up with the AXI, sign up with the hive. Go find whatever flavor matches your tastes and go join in active dynamic gameplay with people. There was a guy, uh, there was, we got a hand video that was posted of a guy that just did uh, another, like, Hydra, Hydra kill that was super awesome. There's a guy in the AXI that literally just, like, yesterday or whatever posted a video of him solo killing 20 interceptors. Him solo versus 20 interceptors at once. World first. Mm-hmm. Like, shit is popping off. Go get involved in that. Um. In addition to that, on January 7th, there was a second article that was Xenological Samples Required by Colonial Scientists. That's the um, the uh, uh CG, which we'll talk about in a moment. And then just off the presses right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read this to you live because it just popped up. Aegis supports Galactic Summit. The organization Aegis has expressed support for Utopia's offer to host a galactic summit for all three superpowers. So, of course they did. It's a completely fucking retarded idea. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a bad idea. So, of course they would support it because Aegis is stupid. Humanity's focus on petty internal conflicts has blinded us to the existing threat of the Thargoids. yada, yada. Yeah. Okay. So, Aegis says, hey, all, let's all get together so that this, the, uh, the, the, the station can get blown up and... We'll spin the wheel of death and see who gets to survive. Looks cool. All right. It'll be interesting. Um, next up, we've got the community goals. The community goals are, as we said, deliver xenological samples required by the colonia scientists. So it's go out to these weird clouds and pick up, uh, what do you call it, uh, these these samples? Um, and when you pick up the samples, Uh, Then you got to truck them all the way out to Colonia and you can, you know, if you're successful, you can get one of these four lovely decals that are on the screen right now. We've got the bronze in the top left, silver bottom left, gold top right, and the top 10 commanders. Only 10 people will get it. The emissive bottom right. Um, Yeah, those are those are decals that people can get. Um, I know we got people that want to comment on it. Real quick, I'm just going to jump in and say this. I've definitely heard some people that have been whining, saying like, you know, it's far. You got to go out to Colonia. Dude, we just did a story about a guy that got to Beagle Point, which is more than twice the distance to Colonia, in fucking four hours. Like, man up, handle your business. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't, but stop bitching. The other thing that I've heard is that apparently people have been You know, saying like, CGs are unfair now because they favor people that have um, fleet carriers and, you know, that's just not fair. Uh, It's time to put up in your big boy pants. Stop fucking crying. All of this, like, people with uh, fleet carriers have an advantage when it comes to logistics. Yeah, that's what fleet carriers do. They provide you logistical force projection. That's what they're designed to do. Everything in this game has a plus and a minus. Fleet carriers have a huge minus. They cost a lot of money to get, and then you have to go ahead and pay upkeep for them all the time, and you have to maintain them. They have a plus. They give you logistical force projection abilities. You can do stuff. You can organize and hold stuff and move stuff better than you ever have been able to before. That's how life works, okay? To sit there and cry about it is basically... The exact same thing as, you know, some sad sack beta male, weak ass bitch who keeps going back to the same chick that cheats on him over and over and breaks his heart every six months and then go, well, how come I'm still unhappy? Stop being a bitch. Get your shit together. If you don't have a fleet carrier, go grind it up and buy one and use it. Or we have in the the, the Elite Week Discord multiple times a week, we have two leaving in the next 12 hours, two separate fleet carriers that they post... Here's the announcement. It's going to be at this location at this time. And 10 hours later, it's going to be in Colonia. Hop on one. Take a free ride. But stop crying that things are unfair towards people that are better prepared than you. That's life. Life will always be unfair towards people that work harder and want it more than you. Get your shit together. Nut up. Or take the free ride. But stop fucking crying. That's just sad and pathetic. If you look at a, a combat CG, me, with my fully engineered vet, has a huge advantage over a player who just started in a stock Sidewinder. Yes, because I've done more work and have more preparation. That will always be the case. And I don't mean to be, like, super harsh. I just, I, I have no time for whiners. So, yeah. Let's start with Jez, uh, with the point on the Holloway thing. And then I know Boss Lady's got a, a point as well.
2: Yeah, I'll lead in from what you're saying uh, about people worrying about the logistics of fleet carriers. Colonia doesn't really give you a big advantage. If you've got a ship that can jump to Colonia, you're going to get there quicker on the fleet carrier if you're an exploration ship anyway. This here, here. CG is great. This is and this is why Holloway Research or Bioscience Institute was announced around Christmas last year. It was one of the only Galnet Articles of 2019 and I actually brought it up a couple of times like, well, is this going anywhere? Mm. Well, it's here, it's going somewhere and keep paying attention to that because it's probably going to be the lore introduction to the new xenobiology um, rank that comes with Odyssey. I'd be very surprised if these two things
1: aren't linked at this point. Absolutely. Boss Lady. Yeah.
3: So I'm just going to pick up on what you said about the uh, carriers leaving. There is actually a taxi service and there's a lot of different people who are going to be doing the CG and jumping out there. So, you know, a lot of people can get those free rides and not have to pay the upkeep of the fleet carrier or the tritium or sit there for four hours planning jumps. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Also, not for nothing. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. I I think it's cool. I think people should do it. But. Who am I to tell you what makes you have fun? Do, do what you think is fun. And, and if life is just too hard without a fleet carrier and you can't be bothered to find the locations where there are tons of people constantly doing free taxi rides out there, then go get in your fully engineered cutter and, and, and have a fun time doing a low res site. Cause if that's the speed that you're at to, you know, not challenge you, then go be a snowflake and not be challenged. But, Stop fucking crying. There's no crying in Elite Dangerous. You're absolutely right, Load 200. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so that takes us to, uh, let's see here. <clears throat> there were a couple of very, very cool. Oh, so f- we had the, the Frontier, uh, Wednesday AMA and then a couple of very, very cool interviews. So let's start off with <clears throat> the MCV developed 964, January 2021. Pages 38 through 41 are an in-depth interview with, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, developers talking about Odyssey and especially much love, my heart goes out, to the baddest bitch in the galaxy, who I want to be when I grow up, Dr. K Ross. I love you, Dr. K. Mm-hmm. You are fucking awesome. And Dr. K's bit in that, like, the whole interview was good. It was good stuff. And then they got to Dr. K's part and she started talking in depth on, Like, well, here's how this works. This works like this. And there's like these different regions that she calls masks over the planets, which like, Jesus Christ, even our planets have to wear masks now. But it's like it's broken up all over like, okay, this is how based off of the like uh, random generator, not uh, procedural generator it takes. okay if you have this kind of planet with these kind of minerals, it's going to have this kind of a crust and this kind of a fucking layer above the crust and then this kind of a you know tectonic activity or not depending on whatever and then it's going to be like it's a whole process that was used to generate these awesome landscapes and i just absolutely am full on in love with dr k you are the best and a jewel that is uh to be treasured so go check out that that uh, interview it is in the show notes it is amazing uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, to my man, uh, Alec Turner her, for first turning me on to that, uh, article. It's great stuff. In addition to that, <clears throat> we've got, uh, a full article from, uh, bu- 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 what was it? Uh, PC Gamer that had a, uh, also a similar sort of article on, okay, here's stuff about Odyssey. And, you know, to, to an extent, it's kind of like the, the other one of like, OK, here's some information, uh, you know, not, uh, keep an eye for, for new stuff. Uh, we had the Wednesday AMA the way Wednesday AMA had a couple of uh, uh, points in it. We've got the full AMA. It's AMA four Happy 3307, which is uh, linked in the show notes. But <clears throat> uh, right off the bat, there was a huge, huge oof, which was uh, ship to foot transition and i'm just going to pull that up real quick on the screen for you guys so when asked uh about like how uh, the the sh- you know ship to foot transition how is that going to go we got this answer for ship to foot gameplay the transition will be much like the current ship to srv transition not oh, Not sure uh, uh, specifically on the physical multi-crew transition from dropship, so we'll ask. But that was, to me, was a huge sort of oof, because it's like, if it's a situation like the SRV thing where we click a button and then we pop up outside the ship, ah, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be a little bit bummed about that. But we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, And then for those people that are super worried Like Oh, we're going to have our our Lakon ships are going to go away because of this. They said in the AMA, it was specifically Zach said, we can't go into detail about this right now. We don't want to spoil any story details. We have no plans for ship to become unavailable, though. Then next up, we've got the Elite Week race news. There's a couple things I want to point out. There is an upcoming and there will be in the show notes. There is an upcoming, uh, buckyball racers race that is going to be coming that is sort of highlighting the, the big celebration around the fuel rats and their, their big 100,000 rescues that should be coming up very, very shortly. Um, so the celebration is, you know, in effect. And we will have the details. Go check out the Bucky Ballers Discord. Go check out the race. Uh, it's, it's a race that is sort of, it's got an interesting theme where you basically have to start off with a very specific ship loadout and you're then able to trade modules and stuff to get other stuff. And you have to kind of try to make sure that you can do the race without running out of fuel. Cause like you don't have a fuel scoop and then you got to get a fuel scoop and you got to, it's a whole to do. And it looks interesting. So um, go and check that out. In addition to that, we have a live race coming up tomorrow. Race day four of the Scarab Mastery Championship from the Elite Racers. So Black Maze on his channel, on his YouTube channel. There is going to be a link in the show notes to that as well. Go check it out tomorrow. And that's going to take us to Roy stories. So we're gonna pull up Roy stories right now, and you're gonna get a double episode. So I hope you enjoy it. We now return to
5: our Inara Commander series with Unisakashiro's Unbound, Part 14, Cryostasis, with Commander Odaxius playing the role of Logan Valberg. Zillard was charging her frameshift drive for the first hyperspace jump towards home when she heard Valberg yell through the comms channel. Mayday! We're being attacked! She looked at the scanner and registered two ships with deployed hardpoints behind her. She canceled the jump and turned around. She saw Valberg's Cobra and another ship, an Imperial Cutter. Sakashiro's ship was nowhere to be seen. The Cobra was more agile, but the Cutter's superior firepower kept Valberg on the defense. Zillard deployed her weapons, targeted the Cutter, and opened fire. Her involvement would shift the balance of the fight.
6: "'Where's Yuna?' she asked. "'I can't see her ship anywhere!'
5: "'They destroyed it!' he yelled back.
6: "'Look for the skate pod. I'll keep them busy until we get help from the locals.'"
5: Valberg saw Zillard's crate raining fire on the enemy. The cutter now focused attention on her, giving Valberg a chance to bring his cobra out of range. He found the debris field that once was Sakashiro's sidewinder. It was spreading out fast and drifting back towards the planet's center of gravity. Valberg sensed a panic creeping up. He had to find the escape pod soon, or else he would be unable to salvage it. He knew if he failed now, she would be gone forever, and he would regret it for the rest of his life. He spotted the gray blip on his scanner. The pod was accelerating towards the planet. Only one chance to get this right. Only one.
4: Stay with me, Una,
5: he heard himself say. He deployed the cargo scoop and approached the pod, careful not to push it forward and increase its rate of descent even further.
6: "'About time,'
5: said Zillard when she noticed the green blips on her scanner. Authority vessels. Her covest notified her that the cutter had begun to prepare for a hyperspace jump. She focused her attacks on the cutter's frameshift drive to immobilize it. Too late. The cutter throttled up then disappeared. Zillard didn't bother to scan the wake it left behind. She had no intention to follow them.
6: "'They're gone, Valberg. Have you found the pod?'
5: "'It's in my cargo bay,' he replied. Zillard breathed a sigh of relief. I'm getting too old for this, she thought.
6: Let's return to Emerson to get her out of that coffin,
5: she said when she saw Valberg's Cobra. We
6: can't open it without...
5: She stopped mid-sentence. Something was wrong with her cyber eyes, she thought. For a short moment, she had seen Valberg's ship light up like a Christmas tree.
6: What the heck's going on?
5: She mumbled. Simmons checked the vital signs displayed on a panel on the side of the escape pod. She's alive, he said. Let's open it. Cryostasis involved complex technology. The goal was to keep a body frozen without turning its water into ice crystals, as this would dehydrate and ultimately destroy the body's cells, killing the host. Simmons connected a series of cables and tubes to the cryopod. If any one of you believes in some sort of divine being, now is the time to pray, he said while he operated a computer terminal. The noise of a pump and the hissing sound of moving gas began to fill the room. The tubes connected to the pod began to vibrate. And now, part 15, nano warming. To Valberg's surprise, the inside of the escape pod was filled with a white liquid that looked like milk. What's that? He asked when Simmons removed the lid. Cryoprotectant, said Simmons and rolled up his sleeves. I could use your help, Mr. Valberg. He submerged his arms in the liquid. Try to get a hold of her ankles. Valberg reached into the white substance. His hands found Sakashiro's feet. How could she breathe in this, he asked. She can't. That's why we need to get her out fast. Simmons lifted Sakashiro's head and upper body out of the liquid. The sticky substance covered her face and hair and made her look like a porcelain doll. A nurse rolled a stretcher towards the pod. Zillard watched the procedure with fascination. Ready to pull her out, asked Simmons. Valberg nodded. Let's go, said Simmons. A moment later, Sakashiro was lying on the stretcher. What's next? Asked Valberg. We'll take her to the medical bay, clean her up, and make sure her lungs are clear by the time she resumes breathing. You can use the sink over there to remove the cryoprotectant residue from your suit. Meet me at the reception desk in 30 minutes. When Sakashiro opened her eyes, she was blinded by the brightness around her. After a moment, shapes began to form against the glaring background of the ceiling, shapes of people looking down at her, but they were too distorted to recognize. How do you feel, Miss Sakashiro? She registered Simmons' voice, but she needed a moment to process the question. Cold, she replied. Her voice sounded airy. She struggled to move her body into a sitting position. Take it slow, he said. Her eyes adjusted to the light. She began to recognize some of the faces around her. Felberg and Zillard were among them. She realized she was back in the medical bay. Goosebumps were forming on her skin below the hospital gown.
6: What happened?
5: She asked, still disoriented. Your ship suffered critical damage from an attack and performed an emergency eject on you before it was destroyed. Your friends here found your escape pod and brought it back. You spent a total of two hours on ice. She tried to recollect details of the attack. A nurse brought a blanket and wrapped it around her shoulders. Simmons handed her a cup of hot coffee. This will help you spin up. She was still drinking the coffee when the door opened. A man in his late fifties, gray-bearded and half-bald, entered the room. He looked around and greeted everyone with a quick nod, then talked to Simmons. Dr. Simmons, when you're done here, would you please send Miss Zillard and Mr. Valberg to my office? Of course, sir, Simmons replied. I've been in charge of this facility for almost ten years, but today was the first time the Imperial Navy showed up at my doorstep. I don't know what your business with the Empire is, and frankly, I don't care, but I want you to understand that we at Amundsen Terminal are not prepared for this kind of conflict and prefer not to be drawn into it. The gray-bearded, half-bald man who had introduced himself as Joseph Carson, chief of operations at Amundsen Terminal, was sitting at his desk in an office that was furnished in shiny, dark wood. Zillard and Valberg were standing in the center of the room.
6: "'Are you throwing us out?'
5: Zillard asked. "'That is precisely what I am doing, Commander Zillard. I want all three of you to leave this place before tomorrow morning.'
6: ''You shouldn't have followed me. I'm putting both of you in danger.''
5: Sakashiro spoke quietly and warmed her hands at a glass of green tea on the table in front of her. The pilot's lounge of Amundsen Terminal was much smaller than Coral City's and almost empty. ''Don't
2: say
1: that,''
5: replied Valberg.
6: ''Maybe we put you in danger by coming here,''
5: said Zillard after a moment of contemplation. Valberg looked puzzled.
6: ''What do you mean?'' ''Think about it. How did the ISA find her?'' Could it be us who guided them here?
1: I didn't tell anyone where I was going. Even my
5: brother doesn't know, said Valberg. Maybe Carson informed them. Sillard shook her head.
6: Carson may be a coward, but I don't think he's a snitch. He's very careful to avoid any type of trouble or unnecessary attention. Once we're gone, he will likely deny that he ever met us.
5: So what's your theory? Sillard paused for a moment.
6: I saw something this morning. Something strange.
5: She turned towards Sakashiro.
6: Are you familiar with his ship?
5: Sakashiro nodded.
6: The Cobra Mark III is quite popular. I've outfitted and repaired many of them. Before we leave, I want you to take a look at it,
5: said Zillard. What do you expect her to find? Asked Valberg. Zillard shrugged.
6: I have no idea. If she finds nothing, I might just need a new pair of ice.
1: Hello, hello, all right. That is a double dose of the uh, of the thing today. so enjoy that. And next week we'll be back with a regular single dose of uniceeakaro story. So enjoy that. Now it's time to get to what you came here for. Everybody else is having their little discussion on what do you expect for an Odyssey? You know what? It's fucking, It's a circle jerk. We don't know. We know what we know, We don't know what we don't know. We'll see. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not really worried about Odyssey. I look at it this way. I am loving the fuck out of the CGs and the 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 galnet and the fact that the, the galaxy is alive right now. And I'm having fun with that. And I'm letting Odyssey be Odyssey. When we get details, then I'll get myself wound up. But for now, I'm looking past it and saying, like, what do we want as sort of a roadmap over the next three to five years of Elite? What do we want after that? So let's start it off. Number one on the list. I want full crossplay. What I'm talking about is I want my Xbox brothers, my PlayStation brothers, and my PC brothers all playing in one galaxy. Full crossplay, not cosplay, Jez. Oh, all right. <laughs> so two totally different things. <laughs> those are yeah, two very, 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 very different things. Um. So that's that's number one, and I think that. I mean, that sort of goes without even needing any commentary. I think everybody knows why that's good. Number two, I want to continue along the spectrum of landable planets, okay? What we have now is <clears throat> rocky worlds, ice worlds, metallic worlds, uh, and metal-rich worlds. Uh, and, and let's be honest, to a great degree, what those look like to us is rocky and ice like it's hard how do you tell the difference between a rocky world and a metallic or a rocky and a metal rich like whatever i want to continue what i want next gas giants water worlds earth-like worlds and high-tech worlds and i'm so i'm just to be clear i'm separating earth-like worlds into two categories non-colonized and colonized and that's not small. That's not a little ask. What I, I, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying, well, I want Odyssey and then six months later, I want all the rest of the planet. Like, no, I know this is going to take years. This is going to be two, three, four, whatever years to get the whole spectrum. But you know, we, you have in, in Star Citizen, you've got Crusader, which is their gas giant planet in the mm-hmm. Stanton system that they're rolling out in, I think it's in like, I think They're this year they're looking to roll out it's going to be a big huge floating gas giant and then you're going to have a floating city in the sky like the whole Lando Calrissian fucking cloud city and you're going to have these big fuck off space whales that are flying around in the gas of the gas giant and they're not really out to like destroy your ship. They're not carnivorous. They eat like pl- plankton and shit that's floating in the gas, but they're three times the size of your ship. And if they bump into you, you're going to have a bad day. So like that, all that shit is, I want gas giants. I want scooping gas mining. I want to scoop gas mine from a gas giant, you know, fuel or, or some commodity that you have to then work with. I want to land. On a pad and deploy a a subsurface reconnaissance, an SSRV, that that a little submarine that goes down. I want a couple ships to be designed to actually just fly into the fucking water and and like have it, you know, the moray star eel and all that shit. I want, you know, Earth-like worlds, obviously, you know what that is, just trees and rivers and mountains and the whole kit and caboodle. And then tech worlds, you know, yeah. Uh, these this is that's a huge ass, but like we need to eventually <clears throat> get planets where you land and there's you know cities and stuff to deal with you know um you you could do stuff with procedural tech with regard to you know water worlds they just released the 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 underwater whatever of planet zoo the aquarium levels d l c whatever you call it of planet zoo with all that stuff. You know, I want creatures. I want weather effects. I want Mm. all of that stuff to come eventually. Uh, Boss Lady.
3: Yeah. So you kind of hit on some of the notes I was going to talk about, about like, you know, the floating gas giant base with the whales and kind of that that idea. But also like floating cities and Mm -hmm. all the different kind of interesting things that you could see. And hopefully different types of alien life. So maybe there are some other aliens out there on these planets other than the Guardians and Thargoids and things like that. So
1: mm-hmm. absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. All right. Next up, mining planet side. I want mm-hmm. I want mining in caves. I want to be able to walk on foot in a cave and with a hand tool mine out some gems. I have so much fun doing this shit in Star Citizen. I want to <clears throat> drive around with an SRV and 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 with a mining attachment to mine I want a dump truck SRV with a mining laser on it and go out there and get my stuff. <clears throat> uh Star Citizen is is, is uh, in 3.14. There are no, sorry, 3.13 in March, they're adding two different new types of caves to their system. One is the kind of cave that's big enough that you can drive your SRV into like a like a valley, like a fissure that you drive into a deep valley in mine. And the other is one of those kind of sinkhole, lava hole things where it's like literally you have to fly your ship into a hole that goes like 800 feet down and then land in there and go around in there. Elite Dangerous could totally do this stuff. <clears throat> it would take... Definite work, uh, but you can, they can, it, it's doable. I would, I definitely want to see that added. I was super surprised and a little oof about the fact that it wasn't in Odyssey, but that's okay. Here's the thing Odyssey is a huge step forward, and there will be more steps after that. This is one of those steps that I want after that. Uh, Jez, you, I know you had a, a point about the Thargoids, mm-hmm. Surfaceites. Well, yeah, to
2: to hark to what you're saying about caves, they've obviously toyed with that idea already, Mm -hmm. so it is a surprise they're not doing it, but if you ask me, that's what they should be working on before adding any more planet types because, you know, there's debate whether there's life in different worlds in our galaxy, but you know there's damn well caves (laughs) on these
1: (laughs) planets somewhere. So, you know. Completely agree. Hard agree. So, yeah. Next up, I want some ship play. I want walking in ships. I want gameplay loops that make that meaningful. I want to be able to repair or engineer stuff in my ships. <clears throat> Again, bringing it to Star Citizen. You've got that new the Mercury Star Runner thing. It's basically the Millennium Falcon. It's got a smuggler tunnel with like hidden places where... You know, at one point, you take the white queen. There's a there's a, a rec room, like a hab, like a, a hangout, you know, room, and it's got a table with a chess set on it. And you go in there, and you take the white queen off of the chess set, and you walk over to the bar, and you put the white queen on a coaster, and the table slides to the side, and it fucking opens up a tunnel that goes underneath the ship where there's all of these different. Tunnel entrances <clears throat> that you can like smuggler things that you can hide in there. You can smuggle people. You can smuggle, you know, again, Star Wars. You're talking about when they, they, the Imperial troopers came and searched the ship and they didn't know that they had those guys hidden in the, the smuggler hold. That shit is awesome. I want cool, fun, interesting things to do within the ship like that. And and science stations. Let's have a science station. We got all our plant thing. We got all these peduncles. We got stuff. Let's have a cool science station where we can science the shit out of stuff on there. And let's have EVAs. Let's go outside of our ship and do some repair or do something. Again, this is not me crying and bitching about like, we don't have this. No, no. You have to be realistic. They have to take baby steps. They have to do things in an order. I'm very happy with what i think we're going to be getting in odyssey this is me saying a year from now two years from now three years from now i would like to see some of this other stuff added uh tweaked hop in on this i know you have points
4: yeah well i was gonna say (coughs) if we're if we have smuggling compartments the way the game operates now what are we going to use them for But if if we had smuggling compartments, and then you want to be able to walk around your ship and have meaningful things there to do, and also we may want to add some meaningful PvP, how about shipboarding? Yes. Somebody shoots out your engines, uh, either EVA over to your ship or have a connector where you can walk through, come on there, rummage your shit, take your stuff, damage all your stuff. So you got to hide some things in the smuggling compartments. You got to repair what they
1: damaged. How about, how about, let me hop in for one second and I'll let you have it back. But how about that last episode of Firefly where Jubal early comes over and breaks into the ship. And what he doesn't know is that River Song was hidden in the, in the, in the the hidden, in the, whatchamacallit, in the, like, the, the tunnels or whatever in her ship. And then when he went up to the front area to go lock people in and to take over the whatever, she went over to his ship. Let's, let's like shit like that is fucking amazing
4: go ahead yeah no i totally agree i just think it would it would add a lot of depth to a couple different facets of the game that not at odyssey launch but as you say a couple years down the line if they could add all of that it would add so much more life slash danger slash excitement to the game that it would be amazing
1: absolutely did you have another point on that or was that all of your points that's good i just wanted to make sure i gave you a chance because i hopped in on you but i just because i was just thinking of that imagine somebody imagine Uh, tweak you come or I come to rob your ship and I board your ship and you pull a fucking switcheroo and you're hiding in a secret hatch and then when I go up to the bridge you hop over into my ship and now the tables have turned oh my god All right, (coughs) so next up we've got player production and trade I want for us to be able to make the stuff we make the stuff we sell the stuff and i also want to make tritium 5 times easier to mm-hmm. to get i want make the tritium 5 or 10 times easier to mine and then kill all of the npc tritium i want i don't want players to be buying tritium for dirt cheap from npcs i want players to be buying tritium for fairly cheap from <clears throat> other players and have a dynamic market build up and have items you know i built up uh, a a i don't know i built a fuel scoop i built a fucking uh, asp explorer and it's i built it for 10 percent of the cost because it's all my cost was in time i had to go and manufacture the stuff and i, I had to get the blueprints from it from you know, a mission reward or from power play or from a thing. And then I commit those blueprints to the, you know, materials that I have. And, you know, maybe I do it in my own manufacturing thing, which that costs me money and time to set up. And, you know, all of that goes together. But I want players, I want it to get more Eve-like in the sense of we make the stuff, We sell the stuff, we trade the stuff to each other, we build the galaxy. Boss lady.
3: I am like so in on that. I would love to have some sort of crafting outside of, I mean, there's kind of, you could say that our synth thing is crafting, but it really isn't. And it ties into the being able to walk around the ship and the repair loop and all that because if you are able to make things or go on board someone else's ship and repair it or something like that, I think having a player connected economy not only would be cool as a gameplay loop it gets people really invested in spending time in the game maybe when you're going to hutton you know you can hop in the back of the ship and start crafting the super cool fuel scoop or whatever and then you can sell it and and trading back and forth and ship ship trading would be amazing because some people love building ships some people couldn't care less but they'd love to have a ship that someone else built
1: sure but absolutely yeah and and uh, swordsmith in the in the chat asked a question that I want to address because it's a good question. How would that work with Odyssey and not Odyssey non Odyssey commanders? Well, here's how that would work. Player production and building would be a thing that is in the base game. That is a thing that everyone yeah. has to have access to, so everyone can buy stuff, everyone can build stuff. Now you could have certain blueprints. That are only available to Odyssey commanders because you have to do a mission that is an Odyssey mission to get that blueprint, or you have to do a whatever. But everyone can build as a base activity. Everyone can build, everyone can buy, everyone can sell. That's just a thing that has to be for everyone. And then, like I said, you, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you add that into the other stuff with regard to the shipboarding question. Again, that's part of base level gameplay. Everyone can board a ship. It might, so they have to have the ability in there. It's not like they're adding new stuff to say, like, oh, well, you can have, no. Once they get to the point where they're doing shipboarding, that means that walking around in ships will already be a thing. You can't do shipboarding without walking in ships. And once walking in ships, that needs to be a base level. That needs to be a base-level activity. That's not an added whatever. You might not be able to walk around on a planet if you haven't bought this expansion or that expansion, but you need to be able to walk around in your ship, everyone. All right. So, Tweet, you had a thing on ship trading. Yeah, to Boss Lady's point, I I
4: think I've said on the show before, I love the idea of player-to-player selling ships. If I have an aspect, explorer or a diamondback explorer that's fully engineered and is doing nothing but collecting dust on my fleet carrier because I have a Crate (laughs) phantom that does better. Why can't I sell that to one of OPIC's young members that doesn't have the engineering all unlocked or anything yet? It it would open up a player economy. It would help new players out. It would Mm -hmm. help establish players out by making money. I just think it would be good all around.
1: Absolutely. All right. Um, The next point is point six, base building. So what I'm talking about is I want to be able to build houses. I want to be able to build manufacturing buildings. I want to be able to build full-on bases. Now, houses, I think, should be free. I think it should be you find a place that's not claimed, and if you put a small building there, you've got a small building there. That's your. That's a house. That's a thing. Manufacturing that should require some upkeep because it would if you own a factory somewhere you have to pay for the electricity and the and the whatever to keep it running bases that's a much larger thing bases i don't think should be i mean i think maybe the largest and wealthiest of players should be able to do one on their own but i i think it should be so prohibitively hard that people don't really want to build a base it doesn't make sense unless you are like one of the two or three massive mega manufacturing ballers that you can afford it. And even then it should be a thing where, okay, you have to figure out a way to guard this shit. You need whatever. I think bases should be a thing that's more built around team play, more built around, you know, a squadron or a faction. You get together with a bunch of people and, and, and you arrange for, you know, guarding it and, and, or paying costs for guarding it and people to be running the stuff, the the manufacturing of the different things in there. Also, with regard to base building, <clears throat> that's going to tie into another part that we get to later. So I'm just going to briefly mention it now and then move on. Fleet carriers. I think that there should be some sort of base building aspects to fleet carriers. So let's start with boss lady on the, the bases and farming.
3: Oh my goodness. This is, this is like the thing I've always wanted in Elite Dangerous, which is base building. And, and especially with exploration, I think it would be really neat. And I like that you kind of have that idea of, of a, guarding it with a you know the larger the community the more they could set up but you literally could set up kind of a planet out in the middle of nowhere that's just for your squadron where you have to truck a long long way to be able to take the materials to do the setup very expensive but then you have this this whole planet to yourself right i mean it's right. a big galaxy so i i think that would really get people invested in the game in a way and personally i would get extremely invested i'm thinking Rust and Minecraft and all the other games like that that have eaten up so much of my personal time um, and many others. So
1: Absolutely. I want that so bad. Absolutely. And then when you build up your farm and then you're telling your little shit nephew that he needs to go out there and get those void droids cleaned up and he says that he wanted to go to Tosha Station and pick up some power converters. You could be like, hey, fuck you, <laughs> kid. You think I want to be here with Ed Peru? Look at this chick. Drink your blue milk and shut the fuck up. Sorry. I got sidetracked a little there. Uh, Roy Peek says
5: it better than you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, just
5: a thread on that with Boss Lady: that, that you let people build stuff that leads to a pride of ownership in the game, which then mm. leads to a desire to customize things, which makes it more fun. You get more invested, to use your word, Boss Lady. And then for FDev, they can sell us all kinds of stuff
1: to customize things too, <laughs> right? Like that's just good um, all, all around. Of the monies. Yes. I'm going to skip Jez on this point because you're, I'm jumping Ooh. into fleet carriers and your <gasps> point is better there. Ooh. So, I oh know, sick burn. <laughs> Here we go. The next point is seven. Revisit fleet carriers. Okay, and what do I mean by that? There's a lot of things. Let's start off with A, all of the sales. all Just take everything you have right now for fleet carrier sales and chuck it out a fucking window and start over. Let's start with... You shouldn't have to buy things in packs. You should be able to get shit a la carte for ships and modules. You should not pay fucking retail for the stuff that you're supposed to try to resell. That's wholesale prices. That's how sales work. You should be able to restock anywhere. Now, yeah, you're at the ass end of the galaxy. And, oh, you're fucking 30,000 light years away from the nearest sales spot. You click the button that you want to buy more stuff to sell. If you're in the DSSA and you're out in the void, far, far away, you should be able to restock your shit. Now, yes, you might have to wait a week or two for the fucking stuff to get there. Like old school, you know, you're a Nebraska homesteader or whatever, and, like, the guy comes along with the wagon twice a year, and you fucking order from your Sears Robox catalog, and it'll be coming along in the spring from Chicago. Yeah, like, okay, it takes time, but, like, you should be able to restock. It's just dumb that you can't. It's really dumb. Um, and when it comes to commodities, the commodities are mostly right. But the one thing, the whole point of commodities, what is what is the term for commodity traders? It's called arbitrage. And how does arbitrage work? You buy things for cheap, you sell them for for less cheap. In order for that to work, you have to be able to buy and sell the same commodity at the same time. You need to be able to say, I'm buying pay night for 200K. I'm selling pay night for 250K. Those people that are in a pinch that need your pay night, they're going to pay a little extra for it. Those people that are in a pinch that need to unload their pay night, they're going to sell it for a little bit less. That's how arbitrage works. So all of that with sales stuff, Fix that. Set piece locations. I think that fleet carriers should have a bridge where you could see the jump. Even if it's some limited animation fucking bullshit, they can do something there. But it needs to have that. It needs to have a briefing room where you can get together with your friends and pull up a star map. And you could be like, okay, we're going to attack... We're going to expand out of LHS 397, and then we're going to go here. Then we're going to go do this thing, and we're going to all sit around and harumph, harumph, harumph. We are very important gentlemen. You need to have a social hub, a bar where you can sit around and and talk shit with your friends. You need to have vanity housing. I can't believe that I have to explain this to Frontier. Vanity housing, as Roy just said, it's literally an entire aspect of shut up and take my money. And it doesn't imbalance your game at all. This is not Star Citizen where you're paying for a ship that does better. This is literally just, hey man, can I give you $10 and you give me a little fucking dog animation that walks around on my floor? Uh David Braben, art, uh, 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 fucking Al Hibbard, uh, Bruce, at uh, uh, all. Do you know how many dogs you could be little digital dogs you could be selling right now for $30 a piece to people who would take say money. shut up and take my money. It's I'm literally it, you don't break your game at all. You don't break Do your game point, at all.
4: I bought a dog on Red Dead.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, And you know what? I would, too. It's a stupid. It's free money. Take it. uh okay uh Next up, a message board interface, some form of a thing, like a main page or a side thing, a place that you go and there's a board. And like the fleet carrier owner says, hey, guys, I really need you to go out there and start mining some tritium. Uh, We're taking off on Wednesday at noon and we're going to here. And then places where other people would say like, hey, dude, um, I want to offload some of these low temperature diamonds. You don't have any more sales orders up. Can you put up a sales order or whatever? Or hey, uh, boss man, please don't leave at noon. Because I'm going to, whatever, I'll be there, i get off work, I'll be there at one, can you whatever. A little message board community place where a team of people can get together and share back and forth a little. I'm talking about bullshit stuff that we had in the fucking 80s and 90s on BBSs of like, you could just type, let's just a little, it's like a brief Discord type version of a thing where people can, who don't, because there's a, there are people, I know, shock, that don't use discord. There are people out there that refuse to communicate on anything other than Facebook. If you were to super glue my nuts to a cannonball and fire it into a room with Facebook, I would stay feet planted outside. Like who I can't people do how they do. But if we had an in game resource for communications that handles all of the questions, um, and then here's we're getting to the ones where I don't think they're going to give it to us because I think they've made a design decision not to give it to us. Let us transfer fuel without being there. Let us schedule jumps. I get that they're probably not going to do it, whatever, but it's this is what I want. And hopefully they'll change their mind eventually. Um, vary the tariff by the service and increase its range. So yes, maybe I want to only have a 10% markup on ships, but I want to have a 40% markup on repairs because guess what? People will not buy overpriced ships, but people will for sure fucking pay overpriced for gas and repairs and rearm because they don't care and they're lazy. Let me screw people over if I want, or let me do the opposite of that. Um <clears throat> Notification system for marked carriers activity, i.e., if I bookmark a carrier or if I have assets on a carrier, let me get a notice saying, hey, this carrier is spooling up for a jump or, hey, this carrier jumped. It's no longer where where you thought it was. It's somewhere else. And then API access to mobile, question mark. That one, maybe do it. Maybe don't do it. I don't know. But like, it could be cool if, if boss lady calls me up and says, Kai, I need you to jump this fleet carrier here, here right now and save me. I'm stranded wherever. And I'm like, boss lady, I'm at work. I'm like two hours from home. I can't do that. And then she says, I need it. And then I go, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull over to the side of the road, fucking open up my phone, do the thing. Give me the court. What's the coordinates? Okay. You want to go to the solstice or no, can't go to solstice. You want to go to LHS 397? Okay. Cool. I type in LHS 397. I click the thing and then it's spooling up and it's going to jump there. That could be maybe a cool thing. I don't know. Oh, mm-hmm. Jez calls me and says, uh, Kai, I need you to put in a buy order for low temperature diamonds right, right now. I need some cash. Okay, I'm going to put in a buy order, blah, blah, blah. Okay, like, maybe, whatever. All right, so now we're going to get back to the points here. We got Jez first, and then we're going to have Tweaked, and then uh Roy.
2: Yep, quick FC one is, I think, priority-wise, it, that it is what they should do interior ships for, or interior design, on any kind of ship. Because let's face it, FCs are good, but really... You don't feel like you've got something special right now. You feel like you've got something handy and convenient. You don't feel like, hey, this is an amazing $5 billion payday that I'm riding about on. So to have the interior, to have the life and everything, I think has to be a priority for frontier. More so than actually on your own ships, in my opinion.
1: Fair. All right. So that takes us to tweet. Yeah, kind of along the same
4: point. I want to see the interior, like you, you were saying, the, the, the tactical rooms, all that kind of stuff. That would be very cool. But the app idea, I love that idea. I think that would be spectacular. But if they don't want to go that route, if they only want us to be able to move it when we're in game, then at the very least, if, if me, Jez and boss lady are on an expedition to Beagle Point, And I'm at work during the day, but boss lady's not. Why can't she make jump my fleet carrier? Why can't I grant permission to have the people that I allow on my fleet carrier to make the jumps when I'm not there?
1: So first off, that's just rude. You guys aren't gonna invite me and Roy. How about me and Roy are gonna make a better expedition? (laughs) And we're not inviting you. How about that? But yeah, no, you're exactly right. There should be there should be assignable roles with privileges. Where you can say, "I want these three people to be able to do this, these things," but I, I want this one guy to be able to do everything, and I want this one lady over here. She's the chief financial officer. She can just put up buy and sell orders and move money in and out of the wallet without you know mm-hmm. me needing to be yeah. there. Absolutely. Um,
2: really, that kind of goes back to what Fleet Care is originally
1: aimed for, and why yeah. this group still should have done. Yeah. 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 well here's yeah. the thing though in fairness to frontier you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't because when frontier yeah. said we're making this a squad only thing the forums were on fire with people that were crying that but it's just me and my buddy we don't have a squad we can't we'll never be able to afford it you're keeping us out and let's be honest look at the numbers if you look based on the numbers there are more people that play this game without a squadron or a faction than mm-hmm. with one yeah so they had to make a call and I respect that, but there's no reason that a year from now, two years from now, in the long run, they can't revisit that system and say, now that we have more time, yeah. let's, we have it as it is and it should stay as it is. I think that fleet carriers should stay as single owned things because of the reason that I just gave, but that doesn't mean that you can't add assignable roles that make it possible to use it as a group owned thing and to load 200 in the chat robot butler shut up and take my money all right we got roys up next a quick point this whole business of
5: being in your bridge and your fleet carrier while you're jumping um while i would love a fully customizable bridge on the fleet carrier you know choose all kinds of your favorite fictional bridge and colors i think this is an interim step that could be a whole lot easier when you're on your ship you can push a key and flip through like nine different camera angles, nine of which I don't mm-hmm. use, but all they really need to have is a camera hanging in front of the bridge. I Honestly, I'm good as an interim step with not even being in the bridge, but like hovering in the window on the front of the bridge to just watch the carrier <coughs> jump mm-hmm. no, and not be, be stuck in the be, landing bay.
1: Be in a seat. On the bridge. Of course you have to be strapped down. You fucking moron. We're hyper jumping. You can't walk around. You're going to fly through a fucking window and we're going to, we're going to be like, where'd Steve go? I don't know. He's an asshole. And he said he had to piss right when we were hyper jumping. Everybody else was strapped down and they lived. That's how that works. Who has to clean up Steve? Right. Dude, Steve is now, did you not, did you not see the expanse? When you go from very slow to very fast or very fast to very slow, you become toothpaste. Uh, all right. So, um, that takes us to do do, 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 That's crime and punishment. See my whole fucking drama on the, the forum post that I made that had a bunch of good ideas that everybody, including Frontier said were good ideas. And then the, the, the thread got locked. So yeah, you guys know my points on crime and punishment. Make that a thing. Powerplay and BGS. Number one, I think powerplay and BGS both should be open only. Or at the very least weighted, but let's be honest, open only. BGS is pretty much good as it is, but PowerPlay needs a lot of reworks. Um, As per our previous episode, when we talked about meaningful things you could do, and you can go back and look through the show notes, you'll see there that we had a previous episode where we said, like, bring up these opportunities. So obviously, first off, separate the PowerPlay modules the power play from the modules or and i actually think the more i think about it the more i think don't separate the power play from the modules but instead make it to where you have to do power play for the modules but allow a structure for modules to be unlocked through activity for one faction that you actually want to pledge to so what i'm saying is i am pledged to Orisa Lavinia Duvall, or I am pledged to Edward Mahan or whoever, um, fucking uh, Trump, whatever that guy, Hudson. I'm pledged to who I want to be pledged to. And then a month from now, it says, well, okay, what do you want? You've been pledged long enough that it opens up a window where you can get a thing. Okay, I want to get prismatic shields. All right, to get prismatic shields, you have to do this kind of a mission or this kind of a thing. And then you, you, you go and do that. You go run merits. You go do whatever. I think prismatic shields, you know, that maybe, okay, you could do that through trade, but it's like, oh, well, I want to unlock imperial hammers. Well, for that, you got to do some kind of combat or you got to do some kind of a give them a thing that they have to do, but don't make me be a complete trader and just jump from next to next to next. Cause I want the toys. Poor people like Father Bill. Father Bill is like, I will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, align myself to any power play person that i disagree with their how they live their life or what they're doing and so i'm not going to ever align to uh ashley duvall because I, I think the way she lives her life is very immoral and i don't agree with i think she's doing shady stuff i will not ever get uh you know imperial hammers because i don't want to go with this guy i will not ever get that one because i don't want to go with that guy instead if father bill could say hey, I really like Edwin Mahan, or I really like whatever, Pranav Antal. I really like this guy. I want to work for him because that's who I like in a story sense. And then over the next year or two, I'm not even saying make it to where you can get them all like that. Even if it takes a year to do it now, make it that it takes a year to do it then. Fine, who cares? I don't care. But let me do it through activities with... The person that I actually want to support instead of making me hop around and like, now I'm over with my sworn enemies. Yeah. Cause I, cause I want my candy. Let me, let me get it, you know, through, through, through that other thing. Also, and this is a not, I I don't want this a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. I want this tomorrow. Get rid of that stupid bullshit where I can only buy 10. Of a merit at a time, and I have to click and click and click and click and click and <laughs> click and, oh, click, and click. Yesterday, let me oh. just click and say, I want seven hundred and fifty of these, please. And then it says, Well, hey man, if you were to get all of those, you know, you're gonna have to pay a lot of money up front because you're doing seventy five times of the make it go faster instead of wait twenty minutes and say, Yes, that's fine. Take the money and just give me the things. Let's 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 not be stupid here. <laughs> all right, tweaked.
4: Yeah, I love your idea with the power play to stay with one power and still be able to get all the different modules that are available. Because what that could do is that would that would allow people like myself, for example, to possibly become more invested in the power play. If I if I find a favorite that I want to pledge to and I can get all my toys and I stay there, I'm more loyal. I'm more apt to care about that power. You know what else right now? I could really care less. I just want all the goodies.
1: You know what else happens if you're with the power that you care about and you stay with them, as Roy said before, with the other thing, there's a level of investment there. And then you actually take time because if you're going to be in a community for over a year doing this shit, you care and you say, hey. I love Ashling Duvall because I've always been a sucker for Inara from Firefly and I don't give a shit about the rest of it. You could say, well, who are the Ashling Duvall people? Oh, they have their own Discord. I'm gonna get involved. I'm not gonna just randomly run merits to wherever because I don't give a fuck about these people because I'm here for, you know, an hour doing work for it, and then three days from now I'm gonna buy the modules and then fuck you, I'm out. I'm actually gonna care. I'm gonna be invested and I'm gonna maybe not screw them over i'm gonna like be a good citizen of that group that i represent okay the next point we got on here is revamp the forums duh like mm-hmm. just the forums are a fucking dumpster fire um revamp them all right next point uh fill out the star system with more dynamic interactions what do i mean by that i mean i want comets asteroids Rogue planets, rogue stars, p-type stars, more Lagrange clouds, other science words that I'm too fucking stupid to know. I want those things. And again, this is not me saying elite is deficient. No, no. I'm saying I love what I have now. And in the next three to five years, I would like them to add this. We did a story for for real life science where we Came around the fact that close to Sag A, which, by the way, it turns out we're like more than 2000 light years closer to than we thought we were a year ago. Uh, close to Sag A, there's a whole massive group of stars that are traveling at like one tenth the speed of light. They're traveling super, super fast in orbit of Sag A. They're these weird suns that are and they're causing Sag a to spin at a rate that is sort of, there's a whole math equation that, you know, talk to Dr. K. Talk to somebody who's fucking smarter than me. I'm just a jarhead. But there's like, there's math and physics to how that shit works. Would love to see that. Wouldn't that be fucking, wouldn't that blow your mind? I would love to see an accretion disk on, 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 on a black hole. I would love to see, you know, asteroids and fucking... Comets and, and I I, I just, I, I want to be pulled further into this galaxy through real scientific sort of whatever. And a lot of this is already there. Dr. K did a phenomenal talk. Uh, it was the very first ever discovery scanner. Dr. K did an amazing like hour and a half long talk about. Like this is how the the galaxy was made in stellar forge and comets and asteroids and shit like that. They're there. They're in the system. They're in the tables of the math of how it all works, but they don't have them rendered because like that's, that's actual work. That's a lot of developer work to like, let's make these follow some sorts of rules that, you know, can, can we can, we can make them show up right now. They're just there in the background. They're, missing from the galaxy they're artificially turned off from our galaxy i would love in the next three years two years three years four years at some point i would love for that to be on the roadmap to get that get that in let's 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 see that roy yeah just a thread
5: on that real quick i mean um we we talked a bit about this when when i was on the exoplanet kick uh Mm -hmm. weeks ago and it it occurred to me like there's stuff that the pace of discovery is accelerating in, in a lot of these things. And having a full on one to one simulation of, of uh, the Milky Way seems like a great palette on which you can put real life events from astronomy mm-hmm. uh, as they occur. And what better? I mean, that's another great reason to go explore is this thing. We just read about this thing, you know, in the last 60 days, scientists found XYZ. You can go and see it in Elite. And there's so many, like it's a long list of stuff. that, And I know they've done some of this in the past, um, but this could be something that
1: they really lean into, especially since they put so much work into the engine. 100%. All right. Now we're moving on to the next point, point 12, which is quality and of life improvements, tech debt, feature completion, et cetera, et cetera. All of these different things. Um, Roy, I'm going to want you to start this off with a, with a, an intro on some of your things and then I'll pick up from there.
5: Yeah. So the, the point of this was, um, by and large, a lot of the things we've talked to, not exclusively, but a lot of things we've talked about in these previous points are, are new features, uh, or enhancements to new features. And, um, I thought one of the things that was worth bringing up was the game, as old as it is, has a lot of stuff that got started and didn't get finished, mm-hmm. or has a lot of things that, once you've played the game for a number of months, you kind of forget that it's a little bit broken, and you just work around it. Um, and and so I think going forward, there's going to be an interesting, um, you know, decision for FDev around how much do we fix of things that are older, and how much do we uh, just work on new stuff. I think any software development enterprise has that challenge technical debt versus new features and i thought it was worth just kind of running through a list of because I, I i took some time and i know you did too and and to come up with like what are all the things that we've kind of developed muscle memory around mm. that if you sit back and think about is it, like that that should be fixed because <laughs> actually you know what let me hop in or, oh,
1: yeah let me hop in don't do a pre don't do what you were going to do do this instead okay. Do all of point twelve you do it and I'm just gonna you're gonna fucking lead off on point twelve and I'll just hop in okay. like everybody else with the dot system all right so
5: i'm gonna i'm I'll just run through this list and everybody hop in as they as they like uh the first one the first one on point twelve uh map bookmarks uh my goodness um a, a common feature that's in a lot of other games that shouldn't be a challenge to uh be more organized and quality of life around in that. Kai, I know this is a hot point for you.
1: Yeah. So we did a whole episode as a dis- we did a discussion topic on a whole episode of Elite Week. Go check back to that. And we talked for 20 minutes on that subject. I just want to reference that. Go ahead. Yeah.
5: Uh, next up, uh, drastically increased module storage. Uh, we, we've talked about this before. Lots of games have solved this problem. Dealing with inventory is no fun, period. Uh, it could be just make it bigger. It could be make it bigger. And then if you want even more, uh, maybe there's a mechanism where, I don't know, there could be a cost associated with it. Or just make it bigger. Uh, tweaked, you wanted to jump in? I think tweet. tweaked is muted. muted. Tweet. Nope, we've Ever, lost but, tweet. Take
4: a drink. Yeah, You know, I can store 120 in the station. I should be able to store at least another 120 on the fleet carrier, but it's all the same. That that should be different. hundred well,
5: percent. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can actually store more than 120. You just got to start buying ships and squirreling right. them away in stations. Right. Which is look, right. it's that's what kind happen. of a jerk would do that. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Ship loadouts or favorites uh, again. And maybe this is more on a fleet carrier could also be in a station why not have a capability to um, store different loadouts for a ship, and then you can choose those from your available inventory of parts. Maybe it's instant. Maybe it takes time. Uh, again, that's a feature that's in um, other games have figured this out. It's a part of an inventory management. Um, entering numbers as a UI option instead of just drag and drop. I'm, I'm going to combine this with one of the ones <laughs> that's further down on the list of like... Um, I there's, there's various parts of this game that were obviously developed over various parts of time. And it seems like there's a lack of continuity in terms of how you enter, just how you enter numbers and letters and names into different screens that could be commonized, uh, to make a more seamless experience. Uh, sort of a basic UI quality kind of thing. Uh, oh my goodness, hotkeys. Um, this is this is maybe one of the biggest ones I thought about in terms of muscle memory. Um, how many of us can can a request landing uh, in our sleep without looking at anything, even though it involves going to a menu, scrolling over and clicking a button mm-hmm. like that could be a hotkey? Yes. Um, mm-hmm.
1: same all of the thing with all of these hotkeys. Mm-hmm. Let's just run through the list of the hotkeys. But because, yes, it's clear they all need hotkeys. Go for it.
5: Yeah, request landing, super cruise assist, um, launching an SLF with the NPC, launching an SRV, uh, SRVs boarding back onto the ship, um, a shield bank uh, triggering. Right now it fires every single one you've got enabled. It could be just one at a time. That could be a different key. Um, and then one that I think would be near and dear to uh, some friends of the show's hearts. Uh, what if you could define some camera locations and store them Goodness. and that would be hotkeyed. So instead of cycling through the nine views i never use, i could cycle through views that i've actually set up instead of, you know, messing around with with uh, the camera each and every time i want to get the one shot i know i always want to get. Uh that's the hotkey thing. Um right now the game only allows you to define or to read i think it's 32 inputs from a hotas. Um there's lots of third party workarounds for that, but um yeah, if they're going to be overhauling the engine, why not uh increase that? Um another another sort of stub of uh of of uh game development that seems to have halted uh engineering. We have lots of modules that don't have engineering on them. Could go back and flesh that out. That could be uh an interesting addition. Um in the in the mission selection screen, um you can you can sort by uh credits, materials, uh, commodities, uh, reputation influence, but you still have to click through all the factions. Um, maybe have a, an all button where you can just list the whole list all at once. Again, a UI kind of, kind of, uh, convenience.
1: Yeah. There's a bunch of UI things that they can just sort of get up to code.
5: Yeah. Um, one, one that I discovered recently in, uh, grinding out some mats, uh, long range passenger missions, I guess some time ago, got uh adjusted uh so that uh you know how the passengers give you in like the blue text of who the passenger is and what their requirements are uh one of the requirements can be it's called secretive which means they don't like being scanned that's fine it's you know one of the things you can choose from and sometimes it increases or decreases the, the money you get from a mission every single long-range passenger mission has secretive passengers so if you wanted to take someone to Colonia, or even if you want to take someone more than about a thousand light years, you have no choice but to deal with that. Just saying, that's something that appears to have been done in the past to correct for some problem, maybe balance problem long ago, could be looked at again, make that more viable as a mission type. Um, fixing ship stealth to make it a viable and fun mechanic in both PvE and PvP. Uh, this would probably also involve adjusting the night vision ability. Uh, on the ships so that maybe that becomes more variable based on heat. I'm kind of hoping that maybe somehow gets addressed in Odyssey. Maybe they've mentioned stealth. I don't know if it would work backwards to ship combat as well, but, um, uh, I, I think ship stealth right now is, has a certain utility in PVP, but it's completely useless, useless in PVE. Yeah. The ships
1: just uh, ignore it. the, the NPCs ignore it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe that's a whole other topic about the cheats the NPCs use to work around balancing. But anyway. Yeah. Were they um, shaft
1: 90 fucking times? Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> next, yeah. Up. Uh, next up. Next uh, up, asteroid belts. Have we forgotten about asteroid belts?
1: Oh, God, <laughs> a major yes.
5: feature of so many systems, and there's
1: nothing to do there. Um, um fil- ne- Filterable... Th- hmm? the the, the asteroid belts i thought for sure that's where they were going to put tritium just add tritium to asteroid belts all of them and put pirates in there and make it fun and dangerous and cool and interesting and a a point make it a thing that's something anything
5: yeah yeah um filterable fleet carriers in the nav panel and system map yes uh we've all dealt with that um i'm going to run through a quick list now of galaxy map uh points uh you know, you can filter stars right now on state, allegiance, star type, stars visited. Why not be able to do those simultaneously so I can really narrow in on what I want? Right now, you have to kind of choose only one category. Um, I don't know if you've ever run into this, where the system search text field, you know how it highlights gray when you can type. Uh, sometimes it doesn't highlight gray. You have to yep. sort of fiddle with the whole
4: task, mm-hmm.
5: yep. figure out how to type the thing in. Um we can jump our fleet carriers 500 light years, and yet there's no indication on the galaxy map of where 500 light years is from the ship. Uh, that would be handy, a circle, uh, be able to just go in a direction, and it somehow indicates to you where the nearest star is to 500 light years. If they're not going to automate jumping or fuel transfer, at least make it easy to go 500 light years. Mm-hmm. Allow for one, more than one, uh, this is a navigation issue, more than one FSD boosted jump in a row to be plotted. Right now, you can only do one. Um, how about putting the Spanch Neutron Star Router into the map already? That <laughs> um, be able to highlight on the map and or browse a list of your first discovery systems and planets. I mean, you talk mm-hmm. about, again, increasing people's attachment to the game. Big explorers, you can't. Where do you go to see that except third-party tools?
1: There should also be a thing where you can just set it to say... Show me undiscovered systems because obviously your ship's computer knows it's undiscovered because when you get there, it says, nope, nobody's discovered this. So let me just filter and jump. Let explorers go out there and say, show me. I want to only jump to undiscovered systems and just let's get to filling out that
5: map. There's a way to do that with a third-party tool, and we'll get to a third-party point. Yeah, but that needs to be them. in the game. Yeah. It needs to be in the game. And, yep. and one more on, on – uh, another one on navigation. Um, wouldn't it be nice to be able to select multiple waypoints and have the map suggest the efficient route, like a traveling salesman algorithm? Again, I know you mm. can go do that on Astro's site and perhaps others, but could be in the game. Yeah. Uh, be able to create a shared route plot for expeditions, not just squadron bookmarks.
1: Real, real like, quick, you know, though, I got a route. Real quick, I got to hop in and say, everybody go to commanderstoolbox.com, bookmark that. Yeah. It has that thing that is, that's the Astros, uh, uh, down to earth astronomy site that, that has that. So get that should be in the game, but until yeah. it is, use Astros site.
5: Well, I just noticed mooing in the chat on, uh, on Twitch here is talking about the, a third party tool that maybe went away. Um, check out ED scout. It does what it does what you're looking for for undiscovered systems.
1: Yes, it absolutely does. I'm just saying that needs to be as we we're saying it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Basement. No, he had he had brought it up, and I don't think he yeah. knew about that tool. Um, okay, so that's that's the
5: uh, the galaxy map. Uh, how about the Codex? Uh, does anyone use the Codex? Just an open
1: question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Codex, uh, probably- maybe
1: I do. I yeah. do for some things, but let's be honest with let's be honest and say that all of us would use it a lot more with a little bit with some tweaks to functionality. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: It's, it's It could use some love, I think, and, and maybe a refresh. Um, if we are going to embrace third-party tools, how about allowing highlighting, copying and pasting of text from and to all screens? Just a thought. Yes. Uh, be great. um, okay. Here's one that already ex- The solution already exists in game. How about making the in-station uni- universal cartographics work as well as the fleet carrier, universal cartographics. The, the one on the yes. fleet carrier is a dream. You can, it scrolls nicely. You can flip pages. The one in the station, it's like I'm using a 28k baud modem to connect yeah. it to universal cartographics. Something is not right there. Um, uh, another UI issue. Uh, how about allowing to sort all lists by, I don't know, A to Z, price, mass, quantity, category things like the fleet carrier inventory, universal cartographics uh, module inventory. I'm not sure what arcane sort method they use right now, but it's it's not useful and that could be maybe not too not too hard to fix there. Um mm. one that's caused me a certain amount of stress in this game is how close the buttons for delete or terminate are to use or activate On things like NPC, the NPC pilot menu, shipyard menus, and rebuy screens. Just a thought, maybe move those a little further apart. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, How about joining more than, being able to join more than one squadron? Or make some other organizational unit that one can join multiples of? Uh, Yes. There's lots of multiplayer
1: things that seem to be a bit... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> tweak. Tweaked, hold on tweaked. Tweaked. Wait, wait 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 let me let me let me hop in here before you even start tweaked what he's talking about is this you should be able to be a member of opix and also a member of distant uh distant worlds three and a member of the fuel rats he's not talking about being a member of different factions that are at cross purposes but you as a player in Opix, should also be able to be in a, a group, a shared chat, a shared group called Elite Week, and also you, in you distant world. Now
5: he's can, talking,
1: about talking about in, about game. in game.
5: We're, we're talking. About I know, but game. I
4: still contend in game. If you, if I'm in Opix and I'm also in the Fuel Rats. Somewhere down the line, there could be a conflict of interests, and I, I just... Okay, well, I that, in which case,
1: problem. we'll all be happy with our multifunctionality, and you will be over there with your one and well, happy, and everyone wins. That,
5: that's <laughs> That's why I qualified it by also saying, or some other organizational unit. It doesn't have to be Squadron, but if there's certain mm-hmm. functions of the game that are tied to the way they've set up multiplayer communication, make another layer. Just make another layer so that you can have that functionality when it's not across purposes, of course. To
4: that point, though, um, I want in-game coalitions. If Opix is friendly um, with, sure. weak or somebody else, in-game sure. coalitions that are identified by a, you know, we're but all of tweaked, Opix members are green. So
1: why not somebody else be blue or something? Tweaked eventually, that could lead to a conflict.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very not juicy. Very, very much has it already been done in other games like final fantasy where basically they're invite only customizable chat channels called link Link shells for example. Yep. Yeah. And also extended companies that they have now. And it exists in, and it
1: exists in Eve where you have your corp, but then you also have different coalitions and whatnot. And they have shared chats and all kinds of whatever app. So lutely, All right. Keep it moving. We're, we're, we're tight on time. Well, well,
5: so, uh, I don't know if the next topics are going to be quick, but, uh, how about BGS management tools? Like mm-hmm. being able to see what contributions yeah. are from members in terms of, you know, influence. Yes. Um, please. <laughs> we all agree. It's needed. Uh, mm-hmm. We already, I think, talked about, well, internal customization, HUD colors, HUD layouts. We've talked about that before. Bobbleheads, uh, Copalets, Copalets. Copalets, a
1: dog, a little dog and dog, cat yes. in your ship.
5: Uh, extended covas. um, integrating uh, some sort of UI mod controller that allows for customization, you know, basically like a mod, basically a mod system for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that sort of also goes into like, look, there's a whole pantheon of third-party tools that support this game. It's probably high time that there was an assessment made by FDEV of what functionality is currently provided by third-party tools and intentionally decide and communicate to the community to either absorb these functions or replicate them in game, or make it easy to bidirectionally share data with these tools. I know they can unidirectionally share data with a lot of these, some sort of mod controller idea. Um, you know, there's a lot of games that have uh, really good symbiotic relationships with third-party tools, but Elite seems to have kind of gone way overboard and being over reliant on these tools, and I think would suffer greatly if some of them were to lose support or functionality. Um, uh, Jez, you had a point?
2: Oh, just kind of adding to that, it's like an in-game feature such as, like, Voice Attack and HCS currently now. They do a wonderful job, and I wouldn't want to see them kind of go down the swanny, but that would be a great in-game feature for ED mm-hmm. to have.
5: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, finally, um, unbi- <laughs> unbind jettison all cargo. That is just tro-
2: trolling the fuck out <laughs> of your noobs. <laughs> what, what button is that by default? <laughs>
5: That's a good question. I unbound if, that a long time ago.
2: If you're in chat, press this button now. We're not throwing
5: <laughs> that's, that's the quality of life list.
1: Yes. So moving on. Next point. We need console parity. The next-gen consoles, there's no reason that you don't have full API access and parity. Meaning, let make put full support in the game so that they can use any of the hotas. So that they can use any of the api stuff that we have whether it's ed engineer or the full functionality of an r or a dsm or this one or that one or the other i get that only certain amount of that is on frontier the other bit of that is on sony or xbox to allow for that whatever but frontier should make a step to to not make their consoles players second second fucking citizens let them be completely equal then And this is potentially in Odyssey, the next thing, but it remains to be seen. Work on instancing, server stability, player, uh, P2P, peer-to-peer strengthening. They're selling Odyssey on the claims that you're going to be able to, one, have the granularity of the universe down to the physical body level. And two, if you look at all of their other claims, 90% of it revolves around providing more and better ways for players to interact with each other better than ever before you simply have to strengthen the fundamental stability of the underlying structure with instancing and the bugs and the glitches and the weirdness and that just has to get stronger in order for any of the rest of your plans to in any way be valid or or worthwhile in any way whatsoever and point 15 is icons this is an idea that i had uh Here's the here just break this super down down to you right here. Look at the popularity of media in the last decade. It's shown that we are wanting mature stories. Mature audiences crave stories with actual suspense and danger. Why was 24 a huge success in the the end of the first season? I'm going to spoil something that's over a decade old. If you have a problem with it, fuck off. It's because at the end of the first series uh, season, they killed the dude's wife and you were like, oh, holy shit, you can't kill the good guy's wife. Like that made everybody immediately yeah, stop dude and go, the whatever. The gloves were off. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Why 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 was Game of Thrones so fucking beloved? Is because like anybody at any time could fucking die. Even the main guy. And you're like, oh, they did what? And yeah, it's just a thing you had to do. Why was the expanse? Nobody's safe. Anybody could die at any moment and you're like, "Oh, fuck, what's going on?" This is the point that I'm making. <clears throat> Most of the story that we have in the galaxy right now revolves around the power play leaders and the engineers and a few other key people like the Rochesters or whatever that are like in charge of these big mega corps. The point that I'm saying here is that 99.99999% of these these guys have plot armor. These guys are fucking Spider-Man. They can die, and you know it doesn't really count because they're coming back. Because it's a real bitch to work around that and say, well, we got to go in and recode every menu that says Lee Henry to change it to fucking new guy 12. Like, ah, oh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of, ooh, there's going to be bugs. It's going to, we're going to look stupid when we miss one and all of a sudden Lee Henry is still showing up talking about shit. So, how do you fix that? You put in these characters that I'm calling, I'm just giving them a name, icons. And it would be a name that would be for internal use at Frontier only. They wouldn't ever admit that somebody's an icon. An icon would be, though, a person that they would just start writing up fucking galnet articles look at our good friends at the fatherhood news who they talk about you know mad dog mcd and his you know the return he's flying all over the galaxy look at some of the people in in algoreb where there's the the character that they're that guy that he's flying all over the galaxy and he got stuck in a time warp and whatever look at the Unisakashiro story look at all of these stories the lady in red and all these all of these stories now, yes, you don't want to use a, a player to be your icon, but Frontier could do the same thing. They could just start writing in all of a sudden in a Galnet article, some dude is the new CFO underneath uh, uh, um, uh, Leon Rhee as the CEO. Or some woman is just this crazy, badass, triple elite fucking You know, badass bitch that just she's running shit and she, you know, is a mob boss somewhere or whatever. You could just start writing stories about these players and keep up with the stories where there's a story and then there's another one. And they they they're just at places where things happen. They just happen to be there, but they're not an engineer. They're not a, a power play leader. So you can kill them in the service of the story. If and, and that doesn't mean you have to, but you, you you could, and so that way every time there's a story and and these people that we've followed along with because we've been following their stories are put in some sort of jeopardy, we're not like because right now if you tell me, you know that oh well Ashley Duvall somebody's trying to get her fuck you no you're not she's fine she's the blue haired princess too many people would be mad, but if you make that same story about Linda Carter who's this awesome beautiful smart she's she's as smart as naomi nagata and as fucking badass bitch as as amos uh that you know like she's awesome with hand to hand and whatever and now she's in some crazy oh how's she gonna get out of this one she might die because frontier doesn't have to give her plot armor because she's not tied to any of the mmo underpinnings where it would be a bitch to remove her uh boss do you had a thing
3: so actually, this came from a newer player, like brand new player that I was talking to today. And, uh, they, they talked about storylines, cutscenes, things like that. And that, that ties into the icon. Like if you start out as a new player and there's a, there's a storyline quest that you can choose to follow along with. And there is a main character, you know, there is a character that you're following along with. And, you know, then, oh my gosh, they die. You have to go find out who killed them or, you know, there could be, tie-throughs where the missions actually have stories and characters that are tied to them and then cutscenes. when you buy your ship a cutscene, or when you know you get triple elite a cutscene of and something then you care something about just, people right and then you, it makes it special it makes that moment something important instead of just being like oh I just I, I just moved 5,000 fish cool but well, oh, the hungry people are good
1: I dig it I dig it. All right. Yeah. And let's see. The the last point that I have on my list, because all of this shit was f- sort of my list with some additions that people threw in, but like, bleh, uh is roadmaps. And I know that people are going to immediately go, <gasps> your your sphincter just tightened, clenched when I said that. And, 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 and yes, I know there's been some horror stories with roadmaps, but I would like to see going forward in development, roadmaps introduced. I would like... For a vague roadmap of what's one to three years out, a slightly more detailed roadmap of what's three months to 12 months out, and a greatly more detailed roadmap of what's one month to three months out. These roadmaps would, of course, carry with them the standard disclaimers that all is subject to change based on the realities of the development process, but basically I would like Frontier to be much more open on communications of things going forward with Frontier's conservative approach where they don't overcommit. I don't want to see, you know, sort of a star citizen. And we're going to have this and we're going to have that. And the streets are going to be paid with gold. And then it's like, whoa, dude, you just I don't want to see fucking Hello Games with their, you know, when no man's guy releases, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And then it released with like half the shit or less than they said it was going to. I always have to say when I come when I when I when I chastise them for that. They they made it right eventually. It took them two and a half years, but goddamn, they made it right. It's good now. But that's the, the point that I'm saying is I want Frontier to go with their conservative approach or whatever. But I do want them to be more open. I want them to say, you know, in one to three years, we're trying to get this. This is our sort of nebulous whatever. We don't have a lot of details, but this is just kind of a an idea of where we're going. And I think it will drive hype as well. You have to do it carefully. Don't overcommit. But It will make people sort of excited and like, okay, thinking about what's to come. And then, like I said, the three month to 12 month, that should be a good bit less vague. It should be more like, okay, we're trying to go for, you know, gas giants in the three to 12 month period. In the one to three month period, I want some real hard, like we're trying to do bookmarks on this. We're trying on maps. We're trying to do. Um, you know, a fleet carrier jump animation we're trying to do. I would like to see more, whatever. And, and, and as Jez said, the developer diaries, we'd like to see actual developer diaries. I referenced developer or, or discovery scanner, sorry, number one earlier with Dr. K Ross, where she sat there and talked with Sandro. I think it was Sandro for like 90 minutes, an hour and a half, two hours, something uh, of time and just legitimately went through amazing, open, not any guarded fucking marketing speech bullshit of like, well, we're so excited to tell you our whatever, like actually just fucking answered questions. I completely get that right now the discovery scanners that we're getting are run by marketing. It has to be sort of "Mm, whatever because it's in marketing hype phase. After that, and and I'm not begrudging them that this is a business, they're making money. After that, when we get to the last one, and then we say, okay, you know, uh, the first fucking, what do you call it? Uh, the first beta is next week. Okay, well, now at that point, you shouldn't have any more secrets you're keeping from us. It should be all open. We're going to see it in a week. Do some real discovery scanners where you just have Gareth or fucking uh, 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 Dr. K or fucking uh, 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 Luke Betterton. You know, get him in here and ha- let him actually talk freely about missions without, you know, some canned, well, I've got some exciting stuff to tell you. And then he's got a list of like four things he can say and he can't say anything else. Get Pierce in there and sit them down and have them just say like, okay, cool. Now it's now we're in the open whatever phase where we can really just say everything and we don't have to fucking hold shit back. That would be amazing. Alright. um That's my whole list. Oh, tweaked. You have a thing that you wanted to add. Go.
4: Yeah, the last thing I would say that I'm looking for somewhere down the line after Odyssey is I want a new baddie. I want a new big bad in the universe yeah. right now we have the we have the thargoids and oh
1: the big bad
4: good whatever but the i big i bag. want something i think the reapers from firefly you know i want something Reavers, run it yeah reavers or well Reapers mm-hmm. were a whole different thing but yeah, yeah. reavers from firefly if if i'm flying through sand moose with cargo and all of a sudden this big nasty ship drops in and harpoons me and and comes in and stabs me through the throat with a knife or something that that would be terrifying that and and you could fight them with conventional weapons you don't have to have an axe build and I just think it would add fear and and terrorize the galaxy a little bit and it would be a lot of fun
1: guardian AI bad as shit coming at you all right uh Roy did you have anything else you wanted to add overall to the list of stuff fishing okay
0: (laughs) tweet i'm down on
3: that (laughs) i'm
1: good now you're done yeah uh boss lady
3: i have two things random pickup groups looking for wing ways that people who may not know people or not have discord or all that can find other people to do activities with please thank you anytime now People who um, need
1: people. They're the luckiest Yes, people. people
3: who need people because it's a lonely galaxy out there. Anyway, um, so that would be amazing. And then interactive terraforming. So so CGs where you could actually have some sort of an interactive terraforming or that, you know, you could take things out there. It kind of goes with base building, but a little bit different and on a huge
2: scale that would probably be over years, most likely.
1: I kind of love you a little. Jez, go. <laughs>
2: Couple of things. Hey, to hark on about the group play activities. Uh remember when anti Xeno stuff came out, it was supposed to be designed for wings. Uh, almost you know, literally impossible to solo. Well, now it's a solo activity, and they've basically conceded to that. But we do need more dedicated group-based activities that are impossible to solo. Kind of and love then you a lot. Finally, <laughs> and then finally, my super salty point, and I've been waiting on this for most of the show. But do it. There's a lot of talk both amongst on this podcast and everybody in the community that are describing things they'd want in a game that isn't necessarily things that I feel that would work and elite dangerous. And I think base building is one I have to have a dissenting view on. Because we are going out and we are using probes. We are actually trying to approach these planets with some kind of ecological uh, delicacy. And to drop in on a system that I've never been to before halfway across the galaxy and to see Commander Love Me Nuts has got a human (laughs) signal source on planet 4B (laughs) that I thought was something cool I could discover. But here I am, like some Vince Offer Slap Chop factory by... (laughs) shape of a dick or something you know, all set up there I wouldn't want that so base building I think belongs in the sky not on the floor
4: but, but then you can go bombarded, you can go attack it if you don't like it there and you'd have to defend it great <laughs> <laughs> right? well, yeah,
2: I, think, I think base building we have to approach it from the point of in orbit not on the planet because uh-huh. the last thing we want is redundant Shite that people aren't updating anymore because it does and will happen, and it's just more work and strain on the the way the game works to get rid of that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, man, let's make some. A lot
2: of it's going to go dead.
1: Let's make some fucking belt the loader stations out there. I dig it. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. Mine. I'm just warning you now. Mine's going to be a big floating penis.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's what my fleet carrier is. I don't mind them if they're in the sky, but if they're on the floor, I don't want to stick my feet on (laughs) it. I don't want to go inside the fucking
1: thing either. Well, we we now know where Jez draws the line at footplay. All right, yeah. I think that's a good place where we're gonna we're gonna end the show. Uh, community question: There's just one. What do you? Uh, what do you? Well, actually, there's two. The first one is, what do you want? Now, keep in mind, none of this that we just talked about was us saying we're salty that this isn't coming in odyssey like 90 percent, a couple of the things the quality of life issues i would like in odyssey but 90 percent of those things are things that i'm expecting in two years three years a year five years whatever i'm expecting over a spectrum of time what would you like added to elite what did you like that we mentioned what did you disagree with that we mentioned uh put a comment in the really this week Put a comment in the comment section. I really want to see how many comments we can get uh, in the comment section uh, after we're done. Not not in the live chat. I'm saying when the show is done, put a comment in there. I want to see all of the stuff that you want coming out of Elite. And also, uh, you know, Frontier sees this. Frontier, we in the live stream on Thursday, I made the comment to Art. I was like, this is cool. I see you're doing... I, I said you guys should, when we had the show where we said, here's, you guys should do these kind of CGs and that kind of CGs in October, November, we said, you guys should do exploration CGs. And how about if you do a, a CG where you truck out to Colonia just to get everybody out there to see how beautiful it is. Cause there's so many players that have never been out there. And, uh, and and I said to Art on the stream on Thursday, I typed in the thing. I was like, yeah, that was really funny. I see you did both of our ideas, whatever. And he said, yeah, we saw your ideas. They were good. Uh, We're open to all ideas at all times and whatever. And I was like, cool, I can't wait for the next one because the next one we suggested was let's have an SRV-based CG where you have to do stuff in your SRV. And the chat blew up. People were like, oh, fuck, that sounds cool. But like, we know Frontier sees this. Be heard right now, people. If you're listening to this, Go in the comment section and write about how what what you would like to see because maybe we miss something where you're like, oh, these guys, how did they miss this? I want skateboarding or I don't know, whatever. It there's a thing that we didn't think of and you thought of, get in there. Or if there's a thing where you're like, oh my God, you said that. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. They're listening to me. They're in my head. Say it so that Frontier sees that and can and can sort of do it accordingly. That's community question number one. Community question number two is, what do you think of this version of the show where we kind of rush through the news and then really get into uh, sort of a meaty discussion? And and what discussion topics would you really like to see? Put it in there. If it's good, we might do it next week or the week after or whatever. We're making a list. We're checking it twice. Uh, when you say
2: meaty, are you talking about my dislike for what's on planet surfaces or what? Uh, I, I feel attacked. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. I'm attacking you. I don't want there to be any ambiguity about that. I'm attacking you. Take it personally. Uh, I'm I'm playing. Thank you. All right, boss lady B, say goodbye to the beautiful people.
3: Thank you guys for the wonderful night, and uh, have I can't wait to see what people put in the
1: comments. Right on. Tweet. Say goodbye to the beautiful people.
4: You guys enjoyed the show, and I hope that maybe, just maybe, we gave you some good ideas and made you go.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Roy? Fly casual, but stay dangerous. I'm going to tell all of you guys, watch the doors and corners, kids. That's where they fucking get you. And the vaunted choice or the vaunted position of the last say goodnight to the beautiful people goes to WK Jez. Hit it up, my man.
2: I've said it once before, but I'll say it again. Adopt an Asp Scout today. Save Lake on.
1: Absolutely. We love you all. See you next week.